and welcome back to another episode of International Immersion, a podcast that seeks to capture the combined experiences of people, places, culture, traveling, current events, living abroad, and much, much more. For today's episode, I would like to talk about one of the most interesting cities in China that I visited on two different occasions. This is the city of Jingdezhen in Jiangxi province and one of the cultural hearths of Chinese porcelain production with over a millennium of history. Specifically, I visited the city in both 2015 and 2016 to attend the Jingdezhen International Porcelain Convention along with the historical and cultural areas of the city. You know, Another cool fact is that it hosts a UNESCO World Heritage Site comprising the imperial kilns, which were used during a number of different Chinese dynasties. You know, a little bit about the city and reminiscing from some things I learned is what's fascinating to learn is that the city's porcelain production dates back to at least the 6th century AD, which further developed in the Tang Dynasty between the 7th and 10th centuries. However, the most famous and productive period began during the Song Dynasty and persevered through the Yuan, Ming, and then the last imperial dynasty, the Qing. Specifically, it was during the Ming Dynasty that production increased on a vast scale, along with a stark increase in quality, producing a lot of the styles and wares that have become synonymous with Chinese porcelain. You know, I could go on forever about the history and types of porcelain, but that would be best for another time. But just know that it's quite amazing to see in person and when you can see the processes and all the myriads of styles that have been produced. But going beyond the history and the background of the city, the experience of traveling and spending time there was, I'd say the best word to describe it, just fascinating. You know, it was interesting in the sense that you have a modern Chinese city with infrastructure and everything correspond with that. But at the same time, this very stark and preserved heritage of porcelain production where they have maintained and preserved the old kiln site and other historic areas that you can visit. You know, I remember visiting some of the ancient imperial kiln sites and they're very well preserved and were absolutely fascinating to go through. The architecture was beautiful and you got to see how different types of porcelain were produced and the different stages of production from beginning to end. And they even had people still practicing the art and creating the various types of porcelain. I would say for me, the process of watching it being done was absolutely amazing. You know, the craftsmen and artisans that were working, the detail and artistic value that is encapsulated and seen it manifested by these people who have developed tremendous skills that have been passed down from generation to generation for well over a millennium is just amazing to say the least. Naturally, on both occasions, I could not leave without purchasing some fine porcelain, which I regularly enjoy to this day. You know, and the nice thing about purchasing the porcelain there was that while it wasn't cheap, it was certainly a lot cheaper than buying it outside of China. It's something that I use on a daily basis. It's become part of my home's decor and and something I use to entertain uh, my guests and family when they come over because it's something that's unique and exotic. And a lot of people that I know don't have anything like it especially in the Midwest, in the U.S. where I currently reside. But kind of getting into reminiscing the 2015 trip, we'll just go ahead and start there. So in recapping, the first trip in fall of 2015, from October 17th to the 19th, it was a neat opportunity at the time because when I first heard about this trip, they were looking for non-Chinese to attend one of their annual porcelain expositions. 
being a graduate student, you know, that was interesting. And it was basically an opportunity to go see another province and another city. So I was thinking, why not? And then as I learned more about it, to further sweeten this opportunity, it was an all-inclusive trip in that we didn't need to pay for anything and even our accommodation would be covered. So needless to say, it did not take much decision-making to agree to go on the trip after <laughs> giving it a once-over. You know, once I had signed up and did everything required, they bussed us from Hangzhou, where I was uh, attending grad school, to Jingdezhen, which is about a five-hour trip because Jingdezhen is on the more northeast part of Jiangxi province, bordering Zhejiang province, where I was currently residing in Hangzhou, which is the capital of that province. We didn't arrive until late in the evening on the 17th. <laughs> Arriving at the hotel was rather surreal in that it was a rather high-quality hotel and it had some very nice decor. You know, once we checked in and were given our room keys, upon entering the room, it was quite nice because... <laughs> I remember it was a nice king bedroom suite with a nice view of the city and a rather luxurious bathroom on the top floor of the hotel. Let's just say I felt very spoiled and was chopping the bit to take full advantage of the time <laughs> to explore and check the city out in its entirety. Also fun, one thing I think a lot of people can relate to is while on the bus ride, I had met and started talking to several people, including one of my classmates, and another person, another woman from Mexico, another from Bulgaria, and then uh, two young men, one from Germany, another from Colombia. So we got talking. We just, you know, hit it off. And when we got there, we just persevered from there. So, you know, after we checked in, we, we decided to meet back in the lobby and take a walk around the hotel and explore some of the city for a short time because, you know, it was late in the evening around 10 p.m., but we weren't really tired because we were all souped up and excited. So we all got together and decided to just have a quick walk outside the hotel. <laughs> One of the interesting things that stood out to me, as opposed to Hangzhou, were there were a lot of motorcycles on the, on the streets. In Hangzhou, you see them, but they're really rare, and you see more uh, electric bikes and things like that. What was hilarious was we walked out the hotel, we were going down the road, and we saw this road that kind of went into this wooded area, and we're like, oh, let's check it out. So we walked through it, and it opened up into this large area, and unbeknownst to us at the time, <laughs> we actually walked into one of the historical areas, which was off limits in the evening, as it was a you know, heritage site, so not open to the public unless, you know, during certain hours. So, because it was so funny because we were going down this street and it saw these old buildings and these really nice pathways in this large gate complex. We walked through it and went through this gate and went to this large area. It was quite beautiful, but rather dimly lit. There was also some nice water features. We proceeded to chat and enjoy ourselves walking around. We were probably there a good half an hour before we realized from seeing a sign we weren't supposed to be there. So we had a bit of an adrenaline dump and a little like, oh my goodness, what are we doing? And we quickly hightailed it back out of there, trying not, trying not to arouse any suspicion. <laughs> we made it back to the main road and back to our hotel. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm saying after getting back, yeah, I'm not saying we did anything bad, but we didn't want to push our luck any further that night, if you get what I'm trying to say. So <laughs> it was, uh, it's fun to laugh at it now, but who knows what would have happened if we could have gotten caught or, you know, stopped and asked, what are you guys doing here? Since there's some random foreigners in this area and there's not a lot of foreigners in this city.
<laughs> but certainly a fun uh, memory to, think, to reminisce on. So we went back and had a good night's sleep. After waking up, we uh, assembled downstairs and we had a really nice breakfast with a wide variety of Chinese breakfast food, which was interesting to try. Some was definitely better than others, but being a foodie and wanting to try everything, I had a lot of different types of Chinese breakfast, which I could go on and on, but there's so much I can <laughs> leave for later. You know, so after breakfast, the uh, trip organizers got us together and we proceeded with the day's events and how we would go about them. So the first part of the day, we were going to go to the 2015 Jing De International Ceramics Fair at the uh, at the convention center, and then afterward we'd come back and then we would go to the historic and cultural areas. We went back to our rooms, we decked up in our formal, in our business attire, we came back down, and then after leaving the lobby, they put us back on the bus and drove us to the fair. Upon arriving at the convention, the main thing that stood out to me was just the size, scale, and diversity of the event in its entirety. I remember we parked outside of the, the main area, we offloaded a offloaded and as a group made our way towards the convention center and it was very well organized great sense of showmanship they had a lot of different um, people from the city and some some of the different people like firemen other uh, services all dressed up and it was very well you know very well put together in that aspect and I remember when we arrived at the center we we got in and within the convention center it was divided into all these different galleries and each one was just full of amazing things you know each one had different types of porcelain but outside of porcelain there were traditional chinese paintings there were businesses service providers vendors uh, people looking to purchase people looking to sell people involved in logistics and supply chain it was just amazing and very very bustling I remember walking through each gallery and just looking around, looking at all these amazing pieces of porcelain from, you know, ancient styles, different from the different dynasties up until modern, futuristic. It was just amazing. But beyond that, I really enjoyed talking and getting to know a lot of the people who were there. At the time, I was learning Chinese, so it was a great opportunity to practice the Chinese I had learned even though the more I talked, the more I realized how bad my Chinese was and was thinking, oh, I really need to improve. But beyond that, it was the effort that counted. And I got to talk to a lot of different people involved in many different industries, but they were all connected to the porcelain industry in some way, which was neat to see. Apart from that, there were also a decent number of people walking around in traditional Chinese attire. And I remember specifically one girl I talked to uh, she talked to me about, you know, the clothing she was wearing, you know, what she was doing, the history, and a lot of other things. It was really neat to meet the people from Jingdezhen and learn about the place from their point of view, with it being their hometown, and, you know, their point of view on things. And outside of that, the networking component was great, because I got some great information about porcelain. I got business cards, pamphlets on services, and other things which some of them I still have to this day. And if I ever do go back, they could be a great resource to buy more things or look at the potential things you could do whenever the opportunity will arise in the future. But it was a very neat event. And I remember me and my friends and some of the other people we were with, we just spent several hours going through and 
just talking and going through each of the galleries repeatedly and looking at a lot of stuff because some of the the wares and some of the specific pieces of porcelain were just breathtaking. Some were huge, some were immaculately decorated and artistically or aesthetically pleasing. So and just thinking of all the time and energy that went into producing some of these things was really amazing. But beyond that, just seeing how much the porcelain trade is still going on and just, you know, how much is still coveted by people around the world, that was cool to see. And it's definitely increased my own interest in it, not just from the aesthetic beauty, but also the production, how it's made. All that is very fascinating. And when you visit a place where it's made and, and you see everything that goes into it, and then you see more of the the business side and the showing off of this, that was really neat to see. So, you know, after a couple of hours, we we all met back at the out front outside of the convention center, and then we made our way back to the bus and we headed back to the hotel. Once we got back to the hotel, we uh, had, about, had about half an hour or so. We went back, changed into more comfortable attire, so we would be, be more comfortable and it'd be easier to walk around once we got to the historic and cultural areas where we would spend the second half of the day. So I remember going back to my room, changing into some comfortable clothing, and we met back downstairs in the lobby. We got together and we decided, or were told by the organizers, that we were going to walk over to the first area because it was very close to the hotel. So I was like, okay, that's great. So I remember, you know, I met up with the friends I met earlier, and we were walking, and we, we turned down this road, and we're like, wait a minute, this road looks familiar. And then it dawned on us, this is the road we went down last night at night. And then we came into this main area with a courtyard, and there was the gate and other things. And we're like, uh-oh, this is where we were last night where we weren't supposed to be there. So... <laughs> We were a little like, uh-oh, we tried to hide the fact that we'd been there like, oh yeah, this is cool, I've never seen this before, you know, that whole thing. Luckily, no one <laughs> suspected anything, which I don't think would have been an issue, but it was just like, oh, we've already been here. So anyway, that was just a point we had a good laugh about later. So I remember we went in, and it was really cool at night, but now during the day, you got to see everything in its entirety. You know, the Dick Gate was a nice complex, and... It was cool because a lot of the stuff outside was all made of uh, like broken pieces of porcelain. They had like some gullies for water that were all made from uh, broken up pieces of really nice porcelain or fragments of it. That was kind of neat. And once we got into the complex, it was divided into these different uh, subcomplexes uh, connected by pathways, and there were some really nice lakes and ponds. And each of the complexes had kilns, uh, workshops, um, shops, you name it all the things that were involved in porcelain production. And they were connected uh, by these really nice paths that had really nice greenery, a lot of bamboo, uh, well-gardened areas. It was just a very relaxing and had a great sense of feng shui, pardon the pun. <laughs> but it was very well organized. And it was a very nice place. So I remember, you know, we, the, the group of guys that I made, we kind of, we just went through from place to place, took a lot of pictures, we saw a lot of the things, and it was really neat because one of the places, and beyond that, more than one, but I remember one in particular, there were still artisans working, and they were forming clay. They were they were getting it into its final form. You saw pieces drying, and you also saw some of the finished pieces where they were putting the where they were uh, putting the artistic features on 
on the dried uh, pieces of porcelain. And that was amazing to watch them as you know apply the 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 different types of uh, dyes and paint, specialized paints that they would use to uh, cover the, the the finished porcelain. And that was amazing watching that. Just the intricacy, the detail, that was amazing. So. And on top of it, they're working in these buildings that have been around for over a millennium or at minimum centuries, as previously mentioned. So that was really neat, going from one to the other. And there was also some really nice uh, uh, panels with Chinese uh, calligraphy, inscriptions, things like that. But it was just, and all the buildings were similar in that they followed, how should I say it, uniformity to them based on the site. And, and that was really neat, kind of a, a lot of white walled with darker shingled tops. So basically white and black were the two main colors that were used in the architecture. But very nice traditional Chinese architecture from different periods. It was absolutely beautiful. So we spent a couple hours walking through because the site was pretty complex. Had a museum where we got to see different um, pieces from different periods. We learned about uh, each piece, what it was used for, how it was made. And that was uh, very interesting. I absorbed things like a sponge going through that the gallery and the museum portion of the complex. And naturally, after after uh, we finished most of that and going through each of the places, we had to hit the shops, and that's where I bought most of the porcelain that I have currently. <laughs> I got some really nice tea sets. I got two really nice tea sets in particular, along with some really nice cups and several very large mugs, which are common commonly used by me today, although some of them I hardly ever touch out of fear of breaking them. But that was really neat. Just seeing what was on on display and for sale was really cool. You know, in, in terms of pricing, they weren't that expensive, but a lot cheaper than anything you could get if you exported it out of China or, you know, imp you know imported it if you were living abroad. So that was neat. But I definitely spent, a, you know, a fair penny... <laughs> But it was definitely worth it in that it's, like I mentioned, become a nice uh, element of decor to my own, my apartment now. So after going through all those places and seeing everything, it was really neat because they preserved it to a good extent, but there's still, you know, the traditions and the people working there. And that's what's really cool to see. And I hope that continues as it's a very cool tradition and something that should be ma maintained and continue continually manifested through time. So after... After about four o'clock, we uh, finished up and we all get gathered back at the gate. And then we, this time they bust us back to the hotel. And once we got back to the hotel about 4.30, 4.30-ish, we had the rest of the day to ourselves. So me and my friends, we met in the lobby. We started talking and we're like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's have a nice night out on the town. So went back to our rooms, freshened up, got, did anything we need to do, got, anything we needed, got backpacks, etc. We met back down around five and we got a taxi and took it to the center of the city. It was a good 15, 20 minute drive with traffic. And we just proceeded to explore the city for hour after hour. And by the time it got dark, we hit one of the main night markets, which was a lot of fun. It was one of these uh, wide, wide uh, lane streets, mainly a, a walking street with just full of shops, restaurants, vendors, street vendors, you know, all kinds of stuff. And porcelain was a huge thing, but there was also, you know, souvenirs, knickknacks, phone, phone, phone uh, accessories, shoes, all kinds of things you could buy. And 
I actually bought a few nice things. I got a nice pair of tennis shoes while I was there. And of course the food, we had dinner, had some good local, local Jing to Jen food. And of course tried the street food snacks. And it was a lot of fun. And was a neat feature was that all the waste receptacles, even the large ones, were all porcelain. <laughs> so you go down and you see the immaculate waste container and it was made of porcelain. You're like, oh, that's interesting. So to this day, that's the only place I've been to where almost all the waste receptacles were made of porcelain, which is fitting given the city and what it's known for. And I also remember practicing my bartering skills in Chinese to try to get things for a cheaper price. And the people we were with, some of them knew more Chinese, some less. So it was a lot of fun. And uh, the shop owners certainly seemed to have a, or got a kick out of us. You know, here's this group of foreigners going through and buying things, trying to practice Chinese. And we definitely got a lot of looks and talked to some locals. So it was a lot of fun because there were not a lot of foreigners in the city, at least from what I could tell. Although I can't speak too much on that because I only spent, you know, barely two days there. And I remember after we hit the night market, bought some stuff, we headed back towards one of the bridges across the Changjiang River, which cuts the city in half. And there's a nice waterfront area and it's all lit up, which is nice. You know, and not to go or be too grotesque in that, but I remember one of the side streets we went down to, I had to use the rest, just use the rest restroom. And uh, that was a bit of a shocker. Basically going in, it was it was clean, but basically it was just a trench with a thing of water flowing down to flush any waste away. So that was a shocker, especially when you're like, oh, okay. But, you know, that was just a unique experience in that aspect. <laughs> but uh, by the time we got back to the main bridge, we the bridge was nice because it had a lot of cool statues and uh, ceramic uh, of ceramic and other things on the uh, bridge and we, we spent some time in the middle of the bridge and looked down both directions down the river, see the city, the lighting, and some of the boats in the river. And then after that we decided, you know, it was probably around 9 30, 10 o'clock, we decided, you know what, let's let's walk back home or walk back to our hotel, you know, why not? So we made our way back, we plugged it into our GPS on our phone and just made our way back. It was a lot of fun and we walked through some cool areas, saw all kinds of things, shops, you know, just, you know, the everyday hustle and bustle or the evening routine of any any large city. And I remember we, of course, at this time, we were having a great time. We stopped and got some snacks and we're like, you know what, we should get some uh, Chinese alcohol. So let's get some Baijiu. And Baijiu is a very strong sorghum-based alcohol. It's at least 50 plus proof, depending on the type you get. And I remember... We went to this one store and we bought a couple things, a couple little bottles of it for like, I think at the time it was like five, uh, five RMB for a Chinese yuan, which is about eighty cents, and which is pretty low quality. But the stuff burns when you drink it. I mean, the higher quality stuff is better, but oh man, but it'll get you drunk pretty quick, especially if you're not used to it. So I remember we're just walking down, snacking and, dr and drinking, laughing and getting progressively more and more buzzed, <laughs> borderline a little more intoxicated. And I'm just happy there weren't any open container laws that we were aware of because here are these small group of foreigners walking down, laughing, eating and drinking. You know, it, we stuck out like a sore thumb. So I'm just glad it wasn't here in the U.S. because here in the U.S., if you did that, that would be grounds for <laughs> public uh, public intoxication or drinking in public, but uh, didn't happen there. And 
by the time we got back to the hotel, we were definitely quite happy. <laughs> so I remember we were in the lobby and at the gate of the hotel just laughing and giggling for quite a while before we finally decided to turn in for the night. And uh, so we went back to the hotel, and let's just say I slept rather soundly that night. Wasn't hungover, thank God, but it was uh, <laughs> a lot of fun, and I definitely remember almost every moment of that evening, at least most moments of that evening, <laughs> up until some of the drinking later on. But it was just, you know, one of those things, you're in the moment, you have fun, you you just make the most of, you make the most of it. So the next morning we woke up, we you know had our complimentary back breakfast as uh, we were scheduled to head back to Hangzhou about 12. So we had a little time in the morning after breakfast to hang out, chat, and we got back together, the group of us, and walked around the hotel, walked, walked down the street a little bit, and checked out a few places just to get in as much as we could. And finally, about 11, we headed back to the hotel, got back to our rooms, packed up our stuff, got all the porcelain I bought together, and literally, I filled my backpack up, I filled my suitcase up, and I had three extra bags that I couldn't fit of stuff that I was carrying. So I was pretty pretty encumbered, to say the least, with porcelain, but I definitely do not regret buying any of it, as, as previously mentioned. So, you know, we got back on the bus, and we finally took off after 12. And I just remember, you know, the way back, just thinking about it, and it was cool because when we were leaving, you know, unlike when we came in, it was dark. When we left, it was daylight. So we got to see, you know, the city on both sides of the bus until we finally left the outskirts and we're, you know, heading back east to Hangzhou. And just thinking about it, like, each city is unique. It has so much to offer. And in many cases, I know traveling or the period of time on the bus can be boring. But at the same time, it's cool to see the scenery, the landscape, and just take in the sights of whatever is on in, on the route to to or from wherever you're going. That pretty much sums up the, the first trip in 2015, and it definitely has been one of the more memorable trips I took when I was in China and even in general up until now in my life because, you know, my philosophy is you have to make the most of every experience and you need to get every second, you know, and absorb everything you can in the, in the period of time you have in a place or to learn, you know, and that's the thing. You need to learn, make friends, talk, and that was my philosophy about it. When you go somewhere, you make the most of it in every in every sense of the of the word. And, you know, I highly recommend going to Jingdezhen if you ever have the opportunity, especially if you're interested in, in history, culture, Chinese culture, uh, and, and, you, if, and if you like porcelain or ceramic ware or anything related to that. It's a great place to learn about it, and it has such a historical significance in that, you know, a lot, it's millions of pieces of, of China, hence the name China, what we call China today, have come from Jingdezhen, and they adorn a lot of countries, and especially in the past, a lot of the upper class and ruling elites, it was a very prized thing to get. So there's a lot of, a lot of emphasis there, which is cool to know. So, so that about wraps up this episode. You know, I just wanted to kind of share one of these trips, because I feel that there's definitely that human element and things that we all can relate to whenever we travel or go somewhere new and, you know, go outside of our comfort zone to an extent. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You know, uh, feel free to shoot us an email at internationalimmersionpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to know your thoughts, feedback. Check out our Facebook page of the same name, Instagram page, and our new LinkedIn page as well, all titled International Immersion. We're also looking for people to collaborate with, people who have stories, interesting things they want to share. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. 
So without further ado, this has been another episode of International Immersion. Stay safe, take care, let's hope the pandemic will end soon, and we will see you on the next one.